Oh. <laughs> well, that's great. Robbie would be delighted with that. Are we recording? Yeah, We're recording now. I'm not sure you'll ever see another one like this. Oh my this gosh. Is Oh, James oh my Morton. god Thank you James came into You're in the, You've amazing. announced your presence with that Unbelievable <laughs> did, did you play in goal for Kamal and Celtic? I've or? never played in Manchester <laughs> them, To be honest um, I collected a set of kits For that FC Gora team We had a couple of years back Yeah yeah. And they'd been left in the dry cleaners For about two and a half years I think <laughs> That was part of the you're looking at the, the crest there, Mark. They, they have quite a badge on them. They have a deer and three trees. Yeah. That's the, is there a significance to that? I don't know about the deer, but I do know that Camolan has a forest near it. And um, we actually, there's, everyone has, every, everyone in 20, in 2000 has a tree in that uh, forest for them. There was this thing called a millennium tree. Everyone born in 2000. I don't know if it was born every household got a tree and your tree if you wanted to go and see it I, I just know our family tree was in Camolan yeah so everyone got a letter sent out to them saying oh yeah your tree is in Camolan best of luck in the new millennium so there you are maybe that's why the trees are on it most people go online and to all these heritage sites to find their family tree but yours is just in Camolan <laughs> and then also we got I crossed the line the Liam Dunn story oh powerful reading that this that was a... the I think that was the height of GAA books, really. They all tried to make an attempt after that one. but <laughs> And it has photos, all the better. Yeah. Robbie will love this one. I'm sure you'll see a young Michael in the back of some of them there. <laughs> <laughs> I remember going to the lodges. They were right crack. And you'd beg with the DJ to try and get a free keyring or something, you know. South East Radio would be there in Burns Bookshop. And, yeah. Jenny, bookshops were in good in the boom days, weren't they? There's a good one of Martin's story here in the boot of a car. I like that one. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder was that post 96 uh, I don't know David Beckham may have a Mercedes in or David Beckham may have a Mercedes but in 1996 all Martin story and I had to bring the cup around in after the county final was Paul Finn's Renault 5 van oh. uh, <laughs> thanks James you came thanks very good that, that was is, fantastic that where um I suppose that's where the, the GA in Wexford for me began, I, I guess. What a way to open episode 26. Last year, last week we had Angela Lansbury t-shirts, this week it's Liam Dunn. Yeah, well Robbie's not here tonight but we have Liam, so. Yeah. <laughs> All the better. Dunn in the house, yeah. 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 Um, James, it's great to have you here. Yeah, um, it's great to be here. Yeah. Uh, we are actually going to jazz things up for our Paper Shoesians. Actually... One thing that I want to get off my chest, Paper Chooses is all about transparency, Mark. Yeah. We are we receive paid contributions from two individuals, yeah. and we need to be absolutely transparent. In in uh, Bree Brown and John O'Hallan, they are our investors. They're the shareholders, and we owe a lot to them. And uh, you know that's why we want to make sure that we are totally transparent in in reminding you that you know Paper Chooses here. News is independent at source, uh, but we do receive some insight and uh, guidance from our two guardian angels, if you will, Bree Brown of Bad Wagons Podcast and uh, John O'Hallan. Mark, you've reached for the post-it pad. Uh, yeah, I have. Before I, before I move on, I just want to let you know that I am working on the poems for the two people who have signed up for Patreon. Yeah, and I wonder if someone wanted to get a poem for them, Mark, what could they do? I suppose they could go on to paperchooses.com and click on the Patreon link there. 
and uh, they could you could be busy though you might have to take a few days leave to write poems yeah I think so uh, you, I just don't want you to look at what I'm doing here at the minute alright yeah he's an awful thing about this James of me peering over to see what he's writing and oh, all he doesn't in, like that at he's all he's in his artist zone <laughs> now yeah. He, yeah. he just needs to get the head down and yes. be creative I, yeah. I guess is the I have a real Joe Rogan feel about the scene because we haven't like had any pleasantries before you walked we just walked in and oh. you had the gifts so we just you know hit play yeah that's great Jamie thanks a million you know. straight in no kissing and yeah. that's, the, that's the way that's the spirit yeah yeah um, tell us you now, this, oh yeah sorry uh, game I'm going to play is called the forehead game and I was actually going to take part in this game but now I can't because unfortunately our producer Robbie who isn't here tonight was yeah. going to be the um, independent, the dose, no independent adjudicator yeah. Yeah, yeah. but uh, I will now have to do that so okay. because you'll see why in a second once okay. I get this right. all <laughs> this sorted is, out this is um, this is different straight away <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. so uh-huh. what this game is is I don't know if you two have ever seen The Office the US office, James, have you seen it? Big fan. But uh, they play sort of this icebreaker game when people, <laughs> when they mix the uh, the offices together, the Scranton branch and is it the Pennsylvania ban- branch or something? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, James, I would like you to stick this sticker to my head. your forehead and don't look at it. Right. Don't look at what's written okay. on it. And Michael, I would like you to stick, I'll stick this to your forehead. <laughs> I don't like your reaction <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> so, what's the aim of the game, Mark? Well, my aim is trying to get this stick to your forehead. <laughs> okay, I think that is sticking. Okay, okay. If that falls, don't look. Okay. okay. Now, right. Michael, you have ten questions to ask James, to which he can only answer yes or no to try to find out who you are. Okay. Okay, so Michael, I'll let you go first and ask your ten questions. I'll actually hold okay. your forehead here. Am I male or female? That's not a yes or no question. Yes. No. Oh, <laughs> Can I go back to the Yeah, okay, start Okay. Again. Am I a male? Yes. Okay. Am I into sport? Am I am I a sportsman man? No. Okay. Am I an actor? No. That's three questions. Um am I Irish? No. Okay. Partly. All oh, right, okay. Um Am I a politician? You are, yes. Okay. Partly Irish. That's five questions politician, down. Right. Okay. Am I in office at the moment? No. <sighs> Jenny Mac. <laughs> this is tense. Um, partly Irish. This is tricky. Uh, am I dead? I'm not sure actually. I, think no, I don't know either. I think so. I think you might be. <laughs> Hope so. Am I Northern Irish? <laughs> yes. Am I Ian Paisley? You got it, mate! got it, Okay, James, you're a go. Right. I love that. Um, I'm going to keep that sticker. Yeah, no, go on. Right. Jeez. I'll have to get going with this one. Am I male? No. Am I Irish? No. Am I English? No. So I'm a female. Am I a sportswoman? 
Yes. Ooh. Am I a rugby player? No. <laughs> you know female good. rugby players. <laughs> I don't know many of them. So, how many have I got? Four? Uh, five. Five. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'd love to help you, but I can't. <laughs> Am I a footballer? No. Oh, female sport. I'm athletics, am I? Jamie. No? But you're getting close on your answers there. Reframe your question, young man. It's a long way of saying no. (laughs) (laughs) Am I a runner? No. That's the same yeah, question. Same as that's what you said, Rico. Right? Sorry, yeah. strike that. Nobody, nobody. Um, oh, God. Am I American? I don't think so. No. How many have I got? Two left. Come on, James. See, I have a feeling I know who it is, but then I kind of troll myself with the question I asked. Mm. Am I blonde? Yeah. Yeah. So do I have to ask? Answer who I think it is now. No, you can answer after ten. Am I Aussie? No. No. Oh, no. Then I thought I was thinking Margot Robbie for some reason. But. Oh, <laughs> you were getting some of it. The Mar. Oh. I know. Putting all the beans though. We'll give you the win. Take off that plastic W. You're Maria Sharapova. <laughs> <laughs> Danny Whitty will be sitting at home listening, screaming at me. He's a big tennis fan. That that. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Just uh, for the record, mine was going to be Spongebob if I Ooh, had it. So. That would have been tricky. Yeah. Gender yeah. is out the door there. I wouldn't... I suppose he's male. I yeah, well, Bob. Bob. Yeah. 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 Um, but then again, gender isn't real and it's all fluid. It is. Uh, so moving on then. Very before, woke of you, Mark. <laughs> this is, welcome to Woke Spoke with Mark Michael. Uh, next, before we move on, I'd just like to give the still alive notices. So, first up, <laughs> uh, we have Colin Webb of Gory, who appeared in The Guardian this week. So, there'll be no funeral held for him. Uh, second, your man who works in the cinema in Arclaw. <laughs> Saw him walking down the street today. The squeaky fella? Uh, he had Loudu Check's ID on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Next is uh, Alan Halvey, who was assumed dead <laughs> after winning Robbie's riddle. After not winning Robbie's riddle, but has proved his aliveness by winning our last one. So, congratulations, Alan. He's um, unbelievable, isn't living. he? Yeah. Um, you have a new name for him, don't you? What's that? Cecil Riddle. Cecil Riddle. Oh, he used to be from? the South Australian presenter. I was telling you how good he was. Yeah, he was a fantastic presenter. He's yeah. gone to his other place. He's, gone. He's dead now, but <laughs> Alan Halvey's still alive anyway. <laughs> he would have made the still alive notices. Uh, may theirs and the souls of all the faithful living tune into our podcast and share and like on Instagram. Amen. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sure they'll post it on their stories. Yes, continue, yeah. Mark. Uh, welcome to Morden the Feeling with Mark Halpin. <laughs> Today our guest is James Morden. Uh, James, question one. Would you sacrifice someone else's dog to save your own? Absolutely. Michael? Wow. Um, I suppose you have to. It's, yeah. an un- it's an unwritten rule, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, You have a connection with that dog. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for the record, yeah, probably as well. Uh, James, who was your favourite priest growing up? <laughs> oh, this could be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I never went to the school, I did always have a soft spot for 
I don't think he's a priest anymore, is he, Tommy? Mm. Yeah. He christened actually my niece, and he came out afterwards to the the pub and had a few pints and also. Tommy mm. was a great man to be fair to him. Tommy was lovely. I am related to him in some way, I think. Yeah, mm. you're related already, though. Oh, yeah, as everyone. <laughs> you're picking him ahead of Father Howell as well, Jeannie. Well, I'm related to Father Howell as well. Yeah. Look at you. Mm. <laughs> I never said he was my favourite. I just said I like him. Oh, right. My favourite <laughs> priest was J.J. Doyle because he gave quick mass. <laughs> quick mass. <laughs> Who's yours, Michael? Now, you'd have a... a There's so many contenders, <laughs> I don't know if I could pick one. How long have you got? I don't know, you'd go local anyway, wouldn't you? I suppose, yeah, yeah. Mm. I know Father Billy Finn has listened to one of our podcasts. Because, <laughs> he uh, wasn't happy with me. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> he, because he, uh, Cormac Blue Zone Fitness wants to train him. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm... I'm going to I'm going to stay political and stay on the fence, Mark. I think. Yeah. Stay on the fence. Too many yeah. You're right. Um, <laughs> you have to James. face too many of them. <laughs> <laughs> you can live in any one cartoon. Which one do you choose? Ooh. Children's cartoon or adult uh, cartoon? Any cartoon. <laughs> because if it was children's, I think I'd like to live with the Looney Tunes. That'd seem a bit mm. crack. But if it was adults, I'd love to live in that. Have you seen Big Mouth on Netflix? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the first season. The hormone monsters and that. Yeah. It seems like a good job. <laughs> Michael? Uh, Big Bear in the Blue House. Oh, Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear the Big Blue House, yeah. yeah. Oh, the crack they'd have, I'd say. You know? uh, yeah, the mouse was cool. What was it? Was his name Blue? mouse in yeah. there in the big blue house yeah what well, might be mine would probably be Spongebob yeah I, I like Spongebob uh, other than that no no maybe Family Guy but mm. yeah okay James I have a conspiracy theory <laughs> uh, as I'm sure you're aware at this stage Ladbrokes is an anagram for sell bad rook <laughs> <laughs> so the definition of a rook according to Google, is a gregarious Eurasian crow with a black plumage and a bare face. So I ask you, James, what is your game with selling these, so to speak, bad crows? Well, it's all really to, to call out um, Virgil Conroy, really. I know he has a, a thing for the crows, so he, he left me short on a pound of sausages on there. But, <laughs> many years ago, so... Oh, that's very good. Swings and roundabouts, Virgil. <laughs> Uh, what's your dream lineup for the Market House Festival 2021? Oh, dream lineup. We need to get rid of that beat on the street, I think. <laughs> First of all, so maybe replace them. Beat back in the studio. I'm a big, I am a big fan of um, the Dave Clark when he plays there. I think he oh he brings it up. Such so a musician, brilliant. Yeah, oh he's class. He's quality. And he put up actually a cover of Everybody Hurts by R.E.M. on yeah. Facebook last week and it was very good. Um, Dave Clark without the E on Facebook. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably have Crystal Swing back just to see what they're at these days. Wow, what a great mm. show. Yeah. yeah. He drinks tequila. She talks. Dirty in Spanish. Do you not remember? I, was I remember your man's legs, didn't you? Oh, clear, yeah. They went like, always, yeah. yeah, we need, yeah. We'd need Aslan back again for oh, all more nights. Mm, that'd be class. Absolutely. Presented by Paper Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Here, here. You two do an MC there, like a, like a Strictly show, you call them all out. And yeah. They're ready to go. Crystal Swing, they're still alive too. Here they are. <laughs> uh, yeah, would you rather question next, James? 
would you rather have your voice box replaced by a Honda 50 engine so you walk around all day making motorbike noises and everyone just assumes you're mental <laughs> or you have to eat a bowl of fag butts off the floor of McGovern smoking room for breakfast every morning oh my god oh gee I think I'd take the Honda 50 voice box <laughs> I think I would there's a bit of calm and people thinking you're crazy because they'd leave you alone wouldn't they you can just, you can just bop around by yourself yeah. and what a great show Although yeah, I grew up in Willow Park actually And I won't name check him But there was a young lad That used to go around Making Honda 50 noises When he was going on His little BMX Yeah So <laughs> We all left him alone He seemed to have a peaceful <laughs> childhood Happy enough yeah I think he's married With kids now So Worked out in the end for him Little two strokes um, <laughs> <laughs> Michael You, you oh, said you were hey, Honda 50, Honda 50. Well, yeah, I think I'd be Honda 50 as well um, next question. <laughs> I remember who that was that was making them. Um, if you could bring one celebrity back from the dead, who would it be? It's a very Ooh. morbid show this evening, isn't it? So far, I think after the events of last week, I'd bring back Robert Kardashian and say, Do you really think Kanye is the biggest genius on the planet? Because I don't know, I'd like to get someone's. What would, what would your thought process be when your daughter's married to this Fruit Loop? Like, you know, you're, you're definitely not saying that, although Kanye could probably hand you over a couple of million anyway. Couldn't need to just to say it for you. Mm. I think he's on a different level. I, I'd be pro Kanye. I, I told that. I, I came out to back. Mm, he's and a I said on uh, a walk a few weeks ago that if I was in America, I'd have voted for Kanye West. <laughs> Wasn't there only a certain amount of states you could vote for him in? Yeah. That was, that was the issue. And they always <laughs> have one of them, don't they? Didn't Joe Exotic run for presidency uh, a few yeah, years ago yeah, too? Yeah, yeah. Libertarian, of course. Vote yeah. for Joe. <laughs> uh, vote for Joe. <laughs> Joe, yeah. Although Trump was going to get him out of prison, so it would have been interesting how really? he got back in. I think, yeah, he said well, he was going to... Try. Yeah, Trump got ASAP Rocky, or he's trying to get ASAP Rocky out of prison as well too. All right. Neither the rapper, he assaulted someone. When he Who would you bring back, Mark? Oh. <sighs> Hmm. I don't know. Probably Eamon de Valera. Ooh. Mm. I don't know why. Okay. Like, That's the crack here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like that mark. I'd be, it'd be someone. I think I'd bring back someone local. Or, yeah. I don't know why. It's just probably if I had the opportunity, you know, bring him back. Yeah. Trevelyan. Trevelyan. <laughs> 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 James, I've been uh, I've been looking forward to this question, right? Uh, could you tell us a bit about your friendship with Waffle Zach? Oh, well, um, for people who don't know, Waffle Zach is he's a man from a small village in Kenya called Kakamega. No, actually, he's from Bungoma, which is just beside Kakamega. He's a big fan of the Kakamega Homeboys Football Club. If I ever return again, I'll bring a jersey for them. I promise. But. Uh, I can't remember exactly what happened, but I think he commented on a Man United fan page or I commented on a Man United fan page and he Was replied to me on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. And then it's just been a, a budding friendship for, God, it must be 10 years at this stage. But <laughs> Have you ever met him? Oh, no. Zach is, um, he's a bit of an enigma, really, because some days he tell you that he owns a little clothes shop and then other days he tell you that he's like a chronic gambler that's homeless and stuff like <laughs> Oh, uh, he, he's gassed though. He's, I'm in a big group chat at the minute. It's like the international Kakamega Homeboys fan club, and 
we've reached all around the world. It's wow. There's people in Australia in the group. There's Dutch people. There's English people. Irish people. It's actually brought peace between the border and down here because there's a few very unionist northern men in the <laughs> chat and a few very, I would say. Republican people in the chat too, <laughs> and are you poaching people from other Facebook groups as well? Like, or is 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 this man the only one that you have got from Facebook interaction? Well, he would be commenting on stuff and tagging me and stuff, so a lot of his friends would see that and try add me. Now, right. I did I did accept a lot of them at the start, but then it just your whole Facebook is. Like they'd be tagging you in these like Manchester United and Pigeon yeah. pages and you're just trying to read like it's Pigeon English that's what they speak over mm. there but God it's it's tough to understand sometimes <laughs> that's what Facebook though they, Facebook is big into its groups and even now the social dilemma and Chris, Tristan Harris is saying you know they're too heavy on the groups well like Mark you even have a tendency to dip into groups as well don't you you uh, added me to the arguing required Facebook group and yeah. it just involved a group where people had to argue when you were in there yeah. it, didn't matter, it didn't matter what side you fell on and that was the only rule of engagement I added you and Flood so that we could talk about it on the podcast it never happened until now this is months ago but every so often I would see Flood actually engaging with people in it like arguing yeah. and like Trump and the stuff yeah. whereas I just added to show you it was like what this Flood found Flood loves that Flood, Flood's <laughs> awful <laughs> <laughs> you you sent me a screenshot earlier uh, a few weeks ago or no it must be only a few days ago uh, Trump uh, had a status up and James Flood commented cheerio 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 <laughs> Trump's status <laughs> you oh. get the impression of Donald swanning around with all the McDonald's around him and then oh that flood is <laughs> so now, back in your box <laughs> uh, James Jessica Fletcher or Columbo <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I'm going to have to go with Columbo, I think. Give me a second. He used to do that thing where he wagged his finger. Oh, yeah. um, I'd be Jessica Fletcher. I'd have to be Angela yeah, Lansbury. Yeah, go on, Jessica Fletcher. Oh, I was rare than Angela Lansbury. <laughs> i actually seen the picture of the, the T-shirt. That, that was oh, class. Mm. Yeah, it is a brilliant oh. T-shirt. Not Paul Galvin. If, if Paul Galvin came on it, I'd give the T-shirt to him, you know. He'd recycle the clothing, you know. Oh, well, so. he is the president. I think if Paul Galvin... <laughs> If Paul Galvin comes on, you'll have to you'll have to let Flood sit in on the interview. I think he'd. Well, I'm sure he'd have a few words yeah. for him. Touchy subject, yeah. Touchy subject. Yeah. Don't see eye eye. Uh, What's next on this uh, roller James, you die in RTE. Make a documentary about your life. Uh, they ask on your deathbed for you to choose who you would like to present it. Brilliant question. Your two choices are Derek Mooney or Brendan O'Connor. Who do you choose? Oh. <laughs> Imagine you being lowered, lowered in your grave and there's money. Bye! Yeah. Um, <laughs> you see, Brendan O'Connor, it depends really if I. James. See, this is getting very dark very quickly. Yeah. <laughs> whether, whether I was ready There's to go or not. death involved in this. It's because I had to put my dog down during the week. I think death has been in my psyche for the past week. But anyway. Um, I think if I was happy enough to go when I was going, I'd, I'd have Derek Mooney there because he'd be a bit more chirpier, wouldn't he? Yeah. Brendan, yeah. Brendan O'Connor scares the shit out of me. So <laughs> I think I, I'd prefer to have a conversation with Brendan O'Connor. Just to, so oh, I'd yeah, have to be yeah. alive for that. You know, yeah. I'd let Derek Mooney take the documentary. Yeah. Do you remember the programme he had at three o'clock? And there was this Aina one. And they talk about birds and they talk about the really fast and the birds and the trees and the coming. <laughs> Was it Derek Mooney who who saved someone from drowning or something? What? I think uh, it's like one of the 
the longest articles on his Wikipedia page if you look it up. <laughs> Pretty sure it was him, anyhow. <laughs> oh my god! What did he used to present? It wasn't Wheel of Fortune, wasn't Winning Streak? Winning Streak, yeah. Winning yeah, Streak, yeah. yeah. Mooney goes wild. Remember that? Mooney yeah. goes god. And do you remember? Uh, there's a certain time of the year where, the, where they have the dawn chorus. Imagine yeah. being in word and being woken up on the dawn by Derek Mooney in a boat. It's a free wouldn't you? I wouldn't Saves. like Brendan O'Connor though. I think he'd be very like Doing cynic. A yeah, he'd be very cynic. Be like, and these lads started a podcast, and they thought it was funny, but <laughs> I don't see it personally. Wow, Derek Mooney saves a man's life for the second time. Oh, for the, the second same time. Man. Oh my god, he's, he's a serial. This saver. is going back to two, 2012, no less. <laughs> is this the Unbelievable. Maybe this is why he's on RTE. Someone just said, ah, two lives, go straight to the top, go on to Mount Rose. <laughs> <laughs> Jump two spaces or whatever. Jump two spaces, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, loading here, thanks to the Barog internet. You're tuned, by the way, to Paper Tuesdays. Uh, papertuesdays.com for more. You can email mark, mark at papertuesdays.com. Uh, yeah, he saved a man who had been out for a cycle after work uh, when he blacked out on a bridge on a motorway after he had fallen ill. And then the radio DJ was driving home and he managed to go over, stop the car, scale the embankment, got over the barriers and tried to call 999 while flagging down cars. I genuinely thought that he was going to die. And he relayed this episode, of course, on Liveline. So Joe was going, go on, go on, Derek, Derek, tell us more, Derek, tell us more. <laughs> Just imagine Derek and doing that. Um Oh, what's the name of that running where they, they scale the walls and jump the buildings oh, and parkour parkour <laughs> <laughs> and over 20 years ago he saved a man from drowning in Clontarf looking back the same thing happened I just ran in to help him not thinking it could be dangerous for me also both times it has just been the case of being there at the right time he said the reason he didn't highlight the incident last week on his own show is that people do good deeds like saving people every day oh, oh, he's a legend on, Derek. God, Derek Derek's the man humble keep taking well. those photos of birds good man yourself the humble hero we all yeah. need what a legend yeah I'd definitely pick Derek for me then anyway for yeah. my documentary we, we'll have t-shirts with the Derek Mooney appreciation go <laughs> printed next week and you get them on paperchooses.com uh, James Hannah Montana or the sweet life of Zach and Cody oh wow oh, Hannah Montana all day long Still in, one of my, actually, still in one of my most played songs is the the best of both worlds. The Pre- best of both. <laughs> yeah, I love that one. But I'd be a sweet life man myself as well. Yeah, I think. Here. Yeah. Uh, Remember the man in the lobby? He was a right, the hotel manager. Mr. Mosby. Yeah, yeah, he was a character. Jeez, oh, he was a stress head. <laughs> and then Esteban Julio Banderas Andriguez or whatever the fucking big long Spanish name. Yeah, bellboy. Uh, oh yes. Who was it? Did you prefer now, like when you were say a young? Sprouting Michael Dwyer, did you fancy the Ashley Tisdale or the other one? The oh, half Asian London. girl, London name, Tipton, yeah. London Tipton, or whoever, whatever Ashley Tisdale's name is. Probably Ashley Tisdale, yeah. What about yourself, Mark? Racist, yeah. No, <laughs> I'd probably be Ashley Tisdale as well, I think. Yeah, yeah, she was my jam. Uh, James, who would you make the mayor of Gory? Oh, interesting. I think we need to shake it up a little bit. Probably... See, I'd love to say Flood, but then I, I don't think I'd be able to live with his... Um... <laughs> it's like Trump in Yeah, <laughs> Flood would very quickly turn it into a dictatorship, I'm sure. So, uh... so I'll give it to Benji Doyle or someone. Someone that would oh. just be all for the crack. There'd be no... There'd be no madness in the town. It'd all just be drinking and packing. Every day it'd be the street fest. Then, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, mine would be Matty Ford I think Matty Ford mm. right. why not 
<laughs> a Castletown man putting forward a Kyanir man there. That's Matty has been in the doll like us. Yes. We've all me like us, us. Like, like us. Cheer. Like us. As a fellow doll member, <laughs> I would like to put forward for them. Matthew Ford as uh, <laughs> for election. Mark, I can't let you go any further. Um you you see you owe him a favour. Because he made you school captain of the senior football. He did. Ah, I'll never forget your face when you were made captain. You lit up, you're like, me? Me? He doesn't realise what sort of a mistake he's done. (laughs) We played one match that year and got knocked out. Uh, James, HYL. Um, SVS. Uh, Oh, well played. Nice, nice X. Michael. Ashton, what about you? Same, same. same. <laughs> no, uh, no one. Just looking. No for, one. No, waiting for someone special. Oh. Uh, James, <laughs> list three things you should shower immediately after doing. TB, TB. TB, You should shower immediately after doing. Yeah, three things you should shower immediately after doing. Playing a match. Um, going for a run. And... Getting out of the pool. Getting out of the pool. Michael? Are there other reasons? When you smell? Come oh, on. after doing. After yeah. doing. <laughs> it just happens all I of a sudden. Something. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I need to shower. Yeah. Like one of them glade fresheners, you walk by it and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Mark, any? Um, walking past the Protestant church. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Near spat water all over the table. <laughs> uh, what should you shower after doing? Hmm. Yeah, that's probably it. Right. Yeah, I What's wouldn't shower up? after anything else. <laughs> uh, I'll pass you on to Michael now, James. Thanks, you've been a great contestant. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Well, I suppose we might get an old flash flood going. Uh, oh, this is what I've been looking for. <laughs> yeah, you have um, a few. We we got some. See, normally it's, you know, fairly understandable with James Flood and you can email him, of course, flashflood.paperchooses.com. This week he left it very late, only within the last few hours, and uh, he just sent a chain of voice messages. So I don't know which one to play, really. They're all very good. (coughs) Um, So I... (laughs) Okay, I'll just hit play. Here we go. There's a man there on the other side of the world going around. No, actually, I don't like that one. So you've a choice. <laughs> one second. James, you've a choice between Trump and professional protesters. Oh, the protest. There's ones out there. They're writing stuff in the papers. They're stirring the people up. They're on social media. They're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. And they're, they're making people angry. And they're writing stuff. And who wrote it? I'll tell you who wrote it. I can remember their name. The likes of Gemma Dirty and ones like that. Supposedly highly educated people. Shower of gums going around um, giving out about God knows what. But you have the likes of them there not wearing masks. A public health issue. Now, in fairness, to look at them, you'd say they're a public health issue as well. But these lads need to, you know, they need to find something to amuse themselves with hotter than today than making working people's lives hard. Same lads out protesting Irish water. Oh yeah, we're not paying the charges. Not paying the charges. Lads, the reason the water meters were going in was uh, to see where the leaks are. And the charges were being brought in to fix the leaks. 
so these boys now they'd be as well putting on their tin hats and packing up and just going away and making the working man's life simple and putting their mask on and that's all I have to say on them gowls Gowls <laughs> oh, Cracking word that Gowls Gowls yeah That must yeah. be the longest Flash flood of them all Oh there was a longer one there But I elected to go for that one You know The man yeah. is just He's a force of nature yeah, Flash flood Flash flood of papertuesdays.com Do you agree with him James? I have to say now And you're You're probably going to be upset That you've had what, How many weeks in a row now That someone agrees with flood But wholeheartedly agree with that Yeah, yeah. I do um, I think these Professional protesters Be it the ones protesting the masks, protesting whatever Gemma O'Donnell has her, her eyes set on. And even there, a couple of years ago, when they were protesting outside the Greyhound tracks and stuff, I was just like, oh, give it a break. Like, right. the, the Greyhounds one, now that was, that's, that's a big one for me, because ironically, a week later, they were protesting, or there was a thing about the abuse and the, the creches. Yeah. I didn't see any of them not dropping their chaps off to the crash there to go and stand outside on a Scorty dog track. So, no, I've, I I fully agree with James Flood there. and no. I don't agree with him too much. I had him as a manager for a football team for a, a short time. and Which football team? It was FC Gore when we happened. Well, of course. Actually, Did but, you uh, kind of set it up or when one of the few? Yeah, there was... There was four of us that went in and started it up now and went everything was rosy for the first year, but I think we bit off a bit more than we could chew. We took on too many new lads the second year and then got to the stage where it's hard to get lads out of bed on a Sunday morning to go and play a match, <laughs> especially with the crowd we had because they were, they were very much Saturday night men. That was, right. the, yeah. Yeah. that was the problem, but yeah, Flood managed us for a while there. He was a... Uh, He's a tough man. I'll never forget seeing that little car bringing us up to Tar Hill. The Panda. The Panda. The panda. I, I wouldn't say there was too many Division 3 Wicklow sides running Tar Hill on a, a <laughs> wow. Tuesday and a Thursday night now. So we oh, were right. We were up there. Anyhow, we were good. But yeah. Flood was a bit... Um, he ruled with an iron fist, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> Do you agree with him, Mark? Yeah. <coughs> Full-blown porn is allowed on Twitter and Gemma isn't. That's how bad her ideas are. <laughs> I just she's so stupid. Like, uh, did you see the video of her getting egged in Arklow? No, yeah, that, that was, was that was down the road from our shop. Right. Yeah, and uh, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Right. Like she got egged in Arklow. You know why would you go to Arklow of all places? Yeah. Spouting that nonsense. <laughs> she's not all that. I seen um, some local fella had a video up approaching her in Courtown, and when there's not a crowd around her of her of her followers and that hippie fellow, what's his name? oh what's yeah his name? yeah. She's she's very timid when she's kind of when she hasn't got the crowd behind her because she wasn't willing to answer any questions to him like so I, I don't yeah. know I, Gemma should be just she should be locked up cancelled you should have a reason to lock someone up and get her section or something just <laughs> here that reminds me that so if you don't I'm just go on devil's advocate here so if you think that greyhound process shouldn't be allowed and all that how how do you think someone if they don't agree with something what should they do. Just phone Joe Duffy. What are the conventional ways of venting their um, opposition to something? Bury it deep down inside and go home and kick the dog. <laughs> they don't like dogs getting kicked. I think that's the wrong. Don't but do that. We don't. To be I fair, I know, I know a lot of people that are involved in greyhound racing and stuff. And now, obviously, in places there is mistreatment of animals, and mm. it's like everything. You're gonna have your good eggs and your bad eggs, and any walk of life, but. A lot of them dogs and even the horses and stuff, they're treated better than you and I would be. They're fed better than we are. They're, they're worth a lot more money than we are too. So 
it's in their best interest to look after these. So I don't know why they've got the hump over that, but they oh, pick yeah. and choose what they're outraged over. Mm. I think there's a... Okay, so you think this is a cabal or an organised thing that like, think, it doesn't yeah. matter what it is, we go against oh, it. Oh yeah, there's, it's the same people you see in everything. It's Any any of the gory crowd that I see, it always seems to be the mm. same few people that are there protesting this and must just spend their whole time making yeah. these little signs it's, in the shed. And mm. It's people who spend too much time on Facebook. I think. That's it, yeah. yeah. I think wow. Facebook and... Twitter, Twitter's a dangerous one. It is, isn't it? I think social media, it's for all it's good for, it can be, it can be terrible for people because I could put up, I could put up a tweet there about someone that's completely fabricated, but if ten people read that, it's in their head, and mm. then no matter how many people tell them they're wrong, they're like, oh no, I read that here, and like I think I heard someone saying it on a podcast. You should have to put your full identification into. You should be held accountable for everything that's on your your page. On whoa, do you think so? Yeah, yeah, because then you're not going to get these. Like Gemma O'Doherty has these pages on Facebook now, where it's like, oh, Ireland breeds free, and she's posting off that. She should have to set up, prove who she is before she's allowed to set up another page. I think because okay, so maybe just to tweak with your idea, then do you think like that Facebook and all these should be public service bodies almost that you know like that you that we own these forums. Like, I, I just don't feel comfortable. I don't think I'd like Facebook to have my PPS number. Or, well, know. no, maybe not a PPS number, but you should have to prove you are who you say you are on it somehow. Right. I think there should be some way of that because who's to say there? I know there's a, a scandal in Gory over the summer there where someone was pretending to be someone else and yeah. mm-hmm. there was a, a lot of trouble over that. So yeah. I think you should have to maybe even... I believe on Tinder, you now you can take a picture of yourself to prove that you are the person in your pictures. So I think yeah. maybe you should yeah. have to do a check like that to prove that you are who you are because cool. I think it'd help a lot of the kids as well with the because with the schools and the cyberbullying and stuff that goes on, yeah. I think they should be yeah. you know, they'd feel safer, I think, because you're not gonna get a random message off a random page saying this and that, like because yeah. it can be I know when I was doing a bit of stuff with the race and post and all there it's a cesspit on the internet. You'd get some, like if you put up a horse for the weekend and the thing might fall or it might not win or whatever, but you'd, mm. you'd get some abuse off these pages that are like the, you know, the pop up. There'd be the shinner bots over the, right. the elections yeah. and stuff, and just lads with no followers that go on and they'd be moaning at these sort of pages. Mm. Like so, I think that's you should have to prove who you are somehow. Definitely, they don't see the person on the other side. You know, they think they're shadow boxing. Yeah, basically. But there is, is somebody reading that. Like, no matter what you say to someone, there's someone on the other side going to read that and interpret it in their own way. Like, you might be joking, but you don't. There's no body language. There's no tone of voice. Do you know? I'm sure, like, you've been texting yeah. someone before and tone of voice has got lost in context and yeah. it ended up being a misunderstanding or whatever. That's what happens. So there should definitely be more accountability. I agree with James. More accountability when it comes to online. Yeah. Just to. Also, I'd love if if someone wasn't able to tell from your tone of voice sometimes or something. You know, they they could be have a warped view. Oh yeah, what was, what was I said to you in the car the other day? Was, um, if if you are offended by what I said, there, good because was it? Oh If yeah. you can't tell that I'm joking, you deserve to be upset. <laughs> There's yeah. a new uh, motto for the podcast, yeah. as well as articles for your articles. We'll write that one down. Articles for your articles. <laughs> you love that one, don't you? I like Get someone that. out there to stencil that up across the wall. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> this is a safe space zone. Uh, so you mentioned there about how you've been subject to vitriol through your your work. Um, like well, yeah, I suppose we all are. Um, you know, we all meet this type of social keyboard warrior at some page, stage in our life. Might just be a good time to dip into an article there from the Irish Daily Mirror. And this was about a positive story for J.P. McManus. Six of his runners out of uh, twelve. Uh, won in the space of just an hour and a half of each other there uh, on a recent Saturday wouldn't you love to have six winners in 90 minutes you know some yeah. going for a billionaire 500,000 to one or something I think the, the accumulator paid on it yeah oh it would, would have paid 308,000 yeah um, incredible really but uh, one of the reasons why I took, chose this article as well it was because um, when he spoke about gambling to the Racing Post in 2010, the Limerick native said, I gamble, but I think I'm disciplined. If I lose my money, I don't have a bet for two weeks. It doesn't bother me. Gambling is a gene. It's not your fault if you gamble. It's like an addiction. But I had a friend who had a problem and I said I wanted to teach him not to be an addicted gambler, but an addicted winner. We don't bet to gamble. We bet to win. Winning is the addiction, not gambling. So now... Yeah, I don't think the AA will be looking for his um, <laughs> services anytime soon. I'm not sure. Um, look, JP, he, to be fair to him, he, he invests so much money in the game. Actually, yesterday he bought a horse called John Bon in the sales and paid 575000 for it. It's a horse that um, I'm not sure if you're very familiar with horse racing, but there was a horse, Willie Mullins, trained called Duvan. Right. And he, one of the the best horses that I've ever seen personally anyhow and I've seen him in the flesh a couple of times but it's his full brother and he won a point to point race last weekend I think or the weekend before maybe very impressive in but Ireland or in Ireland yeah. yeah so JP's went now and he's he's forked out for him and apparently I'm not sure if this is an inside scoop now that I'm putting out but he'll go into training with Nicky Henderson so any listeners looking forward to maybe a champion bumper next year just have a look for John Bon in the in the betting for that because that's um, if he's anything like his brother anyhow he'll be he'll yeah. be an absolute mm-hmm. superstar but yeah JP invests so much money and he's he, he saves a lot of small trainers as well around Ireland and stuff because he'd he'd buy horses and then send them to these yards like JP he'd be, he sends a few down to Liz Doyle down in Wexford even there a small yard but he'll send good ones and he'll, he'll try spread his horses out as much as he can so and even with the GA I believe when Limerick won couple of years ago didn't he give out a few quid to every club in Ireland and mm. he's a JP is very good for all his faults his whatever he has like his his plus side is definitely better I think and hopefully he'll ask because there's talks now some of the bigger owners are pulling out of all of the the horse racing because they're not allowed to go to it they're not allowed right. to do whatever and even O'Leary of Ryanair is scaling down the whole operation so he was kind of looking at that even pre-COVID wasn't he kind of yeah he announced it last year now um, look I don't know what that, that he strikes me as someone who loved the winning of it you know like he just yeah I think um, I think his brother actually managed a lot of it instead of him I think he maybe put up the capital for it and then sure now look he's had Don Cossack he's had Tiger Roll he's had some serious machines yeah. throughout the years and probably just the novelty of it's gone now so but he'll be missed. How long are you kind of in this game? Or I don't know if yeah. game isn't the right word. Just following sport and loving it. Oh, God. Um, my grandfather has had me into all sorts of sports from the time I could walk. It was, you know, you'd go into his house there. And I just spent a lot of time in the grandparents' house growing up. And sure, during the day, there could be golf on. There could be anything on. So you'd sit there and you'd watch it now. And 
it's all always been a very sporting household down there. Yeah, and when did you start to kind of work in this field? Oh, in this field, um, a few years ago, I started working. I was actually doing two jobs. I was working in a hotel and working in the betting shop of Labrooks. And then it came to the stage where I was I couldn't keep up doing the two of them because it was just hours. And I had no time. Like I was working seven days a week, probably two shifts some days, and it was getting tough. So I got into the horse racing. I'd always been into horse racing, but I said, right, I'll give this Labrooks a go. And then they offered me a job up in doing the broadcasting for them, up in head office. Mm. So that I think I'm at that now nearly... Five and a half years at the moment, mm. doing the broadcasting side of it, but horse racing, I was always going to to meetings and I went to point to points when I was younger and stuff like that as well. So, yeah, it's something that's kind of, I've kind of always been around sports. So Yeah, there's a big social side to that, to racing and, you know, it's the, it's the, um, it's the ring, it's the, you know, it's that, that type of social encounter that, you know, a lot of yeah, people Yeah, it's on. definitely, um thing about horse racing is I think even if you're not into it, if you go to Punchestown for the day, you'll come out of it and you'll have had a great day because it's just everything around it. It's it's very it's really exciting and it's, if you head to a good meeting there, like around February there's the the Dublin Racing Festival. Now it's only a new concept recently, but that's that's a good day out. If you go there the Saturday or the Sunday, it's you'll have a cracking day out with them. Yeah. And having been in this for a few years, like do you think gambling like it's a fine line it can it can be a, an enjoyable flutter yeah. and then you can see people that are hooked like how what do you think of like gambling in general like what what do you see or what have you seen yeah well look i like about as much as the next guy but like i have the ability maybe to stop myself whereas i know a lot of people don't yeah and i've often said it that i think Gambling is probably the worst addiction of the lot of them because a pub will probably stop serving you if you get too drunk. You know, there's only so many drugs you could probably take before your body gives up on you, but I don't think a bookie will ever stop taking money off you. Yeah. Mm. But recently now they have brought in, they've all got these, um, I'm not sure what the actual word is on it, but you have to prove your income. You have to prove pretty much where you're getting, like they'll do a background check on you if you're a big gambler. And so they could have a look there and see, oh, James Morden is betting 1,500 quid a time. He could put on 10 bets a day. Mm. So they'd be able to find out what I what I do for work and what I do for that. And then they'd, yeah. because there's a lot of money laundering going on in gambling, okay. I think. And so they have to check into that. Yeah. And I think it's it's helping people too, because a lot of people don't want to give their information across. Like you don't want to give your passport to someone to prove. And then... It's just a quick check. Like, they'd have a look there. Oh, he lives in Willow Park. Like, how does he have 15 grand a day to be betting? Right. So then I think they might get into more <laughs> serious checks on your background from yeah. that. So it is, yeah. No, there definitely needs to be something because, look, I've worked in a betting shop and I've seen I've seen how it affects people wrongly and rightly because come Cheltenham and Aintree, you'd have everyone's grandmother be going into the bookies and yes. having a bet like yeah. and. Yeah. Do you know, she might be throwing five quid on five different horses. Yeah. And that's her, you know, that's her enjoyment for the air and yes. gambling. Yeah. So there is, there's definitely good sides to it because I'm not sure if you two bet, but if you've ever won a bet, you get some, it's it's a great fun. Like mm. if you pick a horse and especially if you pick a big price horse, like a 20 to one shot and it goes in and wins, you know, it's, it's very exciting. Yeah. 
But um, I was reading about gambling addiction, and apparently, the the enjoyment they get then is when they're losing, chasing their money, which is a dangerous thing. That's they the hunting for yeah. Life. They nearly rather if they go in and they lose five hundred quid, trying to claw that back. Well, right, yeah. I think yeah, that's yeah, where yeah, the fun yeah. is for yeah. them, rather than you know they go in, they put on five hundred quid, you lose it. Fair enough if you have that to spend if that's your money, but then mm. they'll. They could put on another grand trying to get back to that, yeah, and lose it all. Like that's that. I think that's where the that the, makes a lot the danger more sense. is with it. Yeah, like I'll be honest. When I when I was in college, I I kind of had to I had, I reined myself in at the end, like. But it was a weird. It wasn't. It was social at the start. Yeah. But then you know you just spot. Oh no! You're you're watching a race and you've absolutely yeah. no interest in them. And so very you know, much. I think with me now is I think online is the that's the danger. Right. I like. Personally, now at the moment, I have a few bets on the Masters, so I had to go online and put them on. I thought you said the Masters. No, the but um, <laughs> because all the, the betting shops down here in the Republic are closed, now we're still working away for oh, the right. shops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, in general, if I wanted to put a bet on, I'd go in and I'd put it on over the counter. Yeah. Because I, I find I can track my money easier that way rather than I put 50 into my online account, it's gone, or I'll throw in another. And you kind of lose track of that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the thing with even just having our banking apps on our phones. Like, we, you know, we don't... <laughs> I think if we saw the money in front of us, but then other people yeah. say, oh, no, if I have it there, I want to get rid of it anyway. But, like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'd be more of that view. You know, if I see it in the bank account, it's just a number. Whereas, yeah. you know... Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Mark? Yeah, I had the same thing with James saying with the online. That's definitely dangerous because I was never a big gambling fan and I never really understood it, like, but... I downloaded Paddy Power I think once for it was Cheltenham or something and I was sort of going through it and placing bets but then I found myself a week later it was part of my routine I'm sure like we all have routines we go to our social medias you know you check Instagram Snapchat Facebook and Paddy Power came into the mix so then I was checking all of them and then I was putting on accumulators I was betting and it, you know it gives you these ads of things that are going on and deals and things yeah. like oh well like I might as well do that now while I'm here yeah. I'm looking at it I was looking at it for no reason then just putting money on putting my money on but eventually like I lost like 20 euro and I just gave up then mm. It's easy to see how like that can come like you come about without you realizing, and you're betting fucking fifty euro on throw-ins on a ladies Lebanese soccer game. Like, oh, they market it very well as well because I'm not saying any companies in particular because they all are at it, but they'll send you a free bet, say one or mm. two days a week. Yeah, they but, used to text me. Paddy Power used yeah, to text but me, but they'll send it to you at say half seven in the morning. So if you're up on your way to work, you'll go on, and the only thing that might be on is some Australian racing. Mm. So then you'll probably throw a bet on the Australian race. And, and even if it wins, you've got your five or three bet, 10 to one shot. You're getting your 50 quid there. But they know 95, 96% of people will just give all that money straight back to them. And they generate their own. It's not even real money, but they're able to generate their own money by doing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's they are, they're, they're very clever and the marketing of them is good. But the, the online thing is... You can bet on stuff online that you could never bet on in a shop. Yeah. Do you know what? Sorry, I love casinos. In Australia, they have these crown casinos. There's like big one in every city. And you go into it and like, it could be like after a night. In Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne, the crown, the crown. Yeah, Yeah, I haven't been in it. Yeah, Yeah, you weren't in it when you were there. No, No, but uh, you could tell by it. It's a huge complex. It spans, I'd say, 
half the keys of Dublin almost like you know well maybe I don't know. two keys huge it is huge but yeah. like you could go there I'd say like say the nightclub nightclub would close and you'd be like half drunk falling asleep and you say someone would say right we'll go to the crown and I go right sure we'll go there for half an hour yeah you go in there pump an oxygen or something into it because yeah, you wake right back up and There's you're no sitting no clocks or anything no clocks loud music loud noises everyone's friendly and you could stay there all night it could be 6 in the morning bright when you're walking outside yeah. and you're like fuck I thought it was 2 in the morning but they use lost. proper big halogen lights and everything you, mm. you'll you oh. never know whether it's 3 in the morning or 3 in the afternoon you will not know what time it is when you're in one of them yeah you know, it's crazy and you don't pay attention to what you're spending either because you're already drunk yeah so yeah it's a dangerous you mentioned thing. about background checks uh, <laughs> one casino did their background checks alright gambler sues casino after he spent 27 million pounds in 5 days playing roulette this comes from the metro in the UK so a wealthy gambler spent uh, 27 million pounds in uh, 5 days and he claimed that staff promised uh, to pay him to play but didn't cough up after he won so the man involved Croatian businessman Justin Parok. Uh, has uh, decided to table legal proceedings there. He says he's contra- contractually entitled to 0.9% commission on his gambling stakes on top of his $1.4 million or million pound winnings he bagged during his five-day stretch. Uh, the, the club owners there deny, deny the claim, but he says that the casino agreed to pay that commission via matching and a cashback offer um, whether he won or lost and it was because he was viewed as such a big uh, valuable uh, member so he was um, he said he beforehand he was not particularly interested in playing at that casino but he was lured in by the staff's offers but uh, anyway it's uh, the judge will give his decision on the claim against the casino at a later date so there you are now the, the casinos there they're dangerous um, <laughs> I heard you actually talking about the betting in America last week on the podcast yeah, yeah. Um, all the racetracks in America are built around casinos. Oh, right. So that's really? how they, if you go to the casino, you can bet on your horses while you sit outside and stuff there. So there is, I know it's illegal probably to go into a shop in the high street in America and have a bet ah. on, but there is ways around it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So a lot of the tracks, if you see them. That's interesting you say that because like I also, when I was going through that article, I saw this photo of basically like a sports centre and it was only then I understood what it was. So it was all these men sitting around in fancy chairs, but it was like a huge hall. It was like a, a concert hall with huge yeah. numbers there and they're all looking at big screens. Mm. But like it's not your usual pub setting. It's more, it's, it was more formal. So you could tell everything was very uh, centred on, you know, the sporting engagement and that it type is, of thing. Um, there's like a few massive ones now, but uh, there's there's a really big one in Canada, right? Where if you go into it, um, there's like ice hockey rinks and everything in it, so you yeah you can bet on an ice hockey game that's going on downstairs. Look out with the horse race, and if you go out to the other window, there could be dog racing going on. Like it's, yeah. and they build them on these kind of like casinos, so yeah, technically you can have your bet there if you want. And we've gone through a lot of the dark side of you know what gambling can be but it's I think it's still important to say that like there are positive and that's why you work in this and you know you're a commentator and you enjoy bringing the excitement to the, the regular Joe Soap down the country because like it's important I suppose not to just uh, take that that good quality away and just throw it in the oh. bin you know like uh, there, there's a great uh there's a great feeling to think that you give a rural farmer down in such an area you know it's just his weekly little treat to go in there and uh, you know spend yeah, a few bucks yeah um, look probably if anyone in work is listening they'll probably give out to me but I, 
I love nothing more than seeing Punter and Mead wins 1.5 million off an accumulator. I, I love that because I think not enough of that gets shown. And we have this thing like a, it's a, it's nearly a bingo thing. But the amount of people that it pops up on the screen could win five and ten thousand for like a one. You just pick six numbers and depending on how quick they come out, this is how you win. But I think that's one of the only games that's kind of, that's nearly not in favour of the house. So a lot of these, you know, with horse racing, the favourite is, I think, wins maybe 30% of the time. Second favourite, maybe 15. So there's, you're never really, like, even if you're back favourites, that's that's kind of the quickest way to the poor house. But it's just, I get an enjoyment when I'd be flicking through the racing posts or flicking through Twitter and I'd see punter wins 100,000 off a, a 50 cent bet. Like, did you know, they're, they're the things that every lad that goes to the pub on a Saturday be going over to McGovern's and putting their, you know, their one euro on their 150,000 to one accumulator yeah. and then be... I'd be upset like when it doesn't come in because yeah. like oh it was a cert like <laughs> but yeah no, it's you do you hear a lot of good good luck story and happy stories like the people there that bought into that horse that won at the Cheltenham Festival a couple of years ago I think they all threw a couple of probably a couple of hundred quid in and the thing went and won a big race for, for Nicky Henderson I can't think of the name it could have been the Triumph Hurdle but they would have all probably put in about 500 quid on that and they all came out with a 10 grand richer so do you know, there is good stories. Yeah. There's as many good as there is bad. Like, it's, yeah. it's just the bad yeah. ones are the ones you kind of see published more, so. Right. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I really enjoy the industry I work in and yeah, can't see myself moving anytime too soon. <laughs> yeah. anyway, but so. tell us about what goes into a, a day, um, tell us a day on broadcasting for the uh, bookie. Right, well, um, obviously you go in in the morning time, everything you'd have planned the day before, so. It's not just the, the audio that goes out that I cover. Um, everything you'd see on screens, now we'd be, we'd set that up. So we'd spend the whole day making sure we know what's what's going to be on screens, what offers there, making sure you have the prices for every race. And then what I found is um, at the start, I was a bit nervous on the microphone. And then I kind of realized, I was like, look, I've worked there. I'm just trying to guide people through, you know, people. Yeah. I... Every day I speak as if it's somebody's first day ever going into a betting shop. So I just let them know that you've got your you've got your horses here for the one ten at Clonmel. It's five to two, so that's two and a half to one. Just explain it to people and stuff like that. And yeah, it's just trying to keep because staff as well they they're sitting in there all day. So you I crack jokes over the the mic oh, and everything yeah. like mm-hmm. oh I'd be. I have to like it's just you're creating I'm, a bit of rapport with them, even though you're not there. Yeah, you know, even though they the never listeners to draw them in and that type of thing. Yeah, the same you kind of have to because yeah. I've been into places where it's just dull and boring, mm. and like at least uh, I think when I'm in there, like I'd be cracking jokes and I could be, I could like I could go off on a tangent for five minutes about <laughs> something. I could see a horse and I could see the name, and then I'd link that to a song and I could be talking about a Bon Jovi song mm. from 1989 and <laughs> spitting the lyrics back to them and stuff like so yeah I just try um, try make it keep it as fun as I can and I think that's obviously why I, I ended up kind of getting brought in to do bits with the race and pose and then I done a couple of podcasts with the mirror sport and stuff like that so yeah it's, it's kind of just keep yourself as happy and chirpy as you want and then because there's a when you go into somewhere and you know someone doesn't want to be there, it makes your experience 
Yeah. If you go into a shop to buy something off someone and they're miserable serving mm-hmm. you, you'll be like, right, I'll never go there again. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I think that's what I do. I'll try make sure that they go in and be like, oh, there's your man singing again. Like, you know, that dog's <laughs> right there. <laughs> someone would be like, I'd say if my mother or father ever went into the betting shop to be like Father Jack when Dougal has the television screen to me how did that gobshite get on the telly <laughs> here well I tell you Timon doesn't need any bookies because they are happy out they are just delirious I love how a local newspaper as in our Wexford people and Guardian broke this story on Tuesday everyone was delighted when they found that local genealogist from Camolan Paul Roach made an extraordinary discovery when he discovered that President-elect Biden his great-grandmother was Catherine Roach. She was the daughter of Thomas Roach of Timon and along with her, her mother, Bridget Fox, the three of them emigrated to America and I love one of the lines in this article as well. It says, uh, oh yeah, they possibly left New Ross around the same time <laughs> as the American Patrick Kennedy left and so maybe the Kennedy and the Roach were on the same boat headed across the Atlantic. Well, some story, isn't mm. it? And, um, do you know, I'm going to go there. I actually um, claim a little bit of my heritage to uh, John F. Kennedy. Go on. Yeah, there were three Gunnup sisters and from one Gunnup came John F. Kennedy and from the other line came the DeWire family. Really? Yeah. And how many generations back is that now? Oh, sure, Jane, you'll be going back way now, six or seven generations. So mm. there we are. Gunnup, an unusual name though, you Gunup, know. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's not a... Yeah, Gunnup. I don't think I've ever heard it. Gunnup, beautiful though. I want to, I want to well, yeah. find the Kennedys. The Kennedys and then the Dwyers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you ended up on the right side, though. I think I'd rather be you than John F. Kennedy. Well, yeah, the way yeah. he ended up. <laughs> I think a lot of the Kennedys kind of went a bit the wayward, didn't they? So I think the Dwyers are dead suddenly, aren't they? De- dead, dead, dead suddenly. Brilliant. To keep us on the the right path, uh, let's go to the parish of the week. So um, I suppose we go to Italy, actually. Oh, and uh, yeah, yeah uh, we haven't been to Italy actually before with no, the parish of the week. I haven't been to the podcast yet. The no. <laughs> <laughs> <Be> Italian ninety. <laughs> A hundred migrants moved from parish church due to COVID. So, a hundred migrants were being hosted by the parish church of Vicofaro in Posteo, Tuscanani. That's not how you say Tuscany, but Tuscanani. Nevertheless, Tuscany. Uh, they were taken to former hotels that have been turned into healthcare facilities after 15 residents of the church tested positive for coronavirus. So, a total of 20 migrants will remain in the parish church's residence to take care of the home. So, like, this is some story. Like, first of all, I don't think any of us may have understood the the, the breadth of the migrant um, issue. You know, like, this is a, this is in Tuscany, and it's rather inland. Like, there'd be a few hours from their nearest port. Um, I, I forget, actually, the name of the port. But, like, it's not a big port and it's it's Tuscany is north up in the country so you don't think it's at the south where it's closer to the African uh, and other places where the migrants are crossing the ocean so I just found the geography of it fascinating the fact that these migrants were ended up inland in north Tuscan or in north Italy 
I'm getting rather into this story. <laughs> yeah, you're completely man. lost. You're one, of these, you're one of these tin hat people that float us on. Actually, to be fair, I, I remember having a conversation with a few people before wondering, you know, these, um, you get all these Eastern Europeans that come to Ireland, and I'm, I'm sure they all start in Dublin or Cork. Like, how do they end up in, like, these little villages in yeah. Waterford and stuff? I, it, just, it was always beyond me how, you know, you, you come over from Dublin and you might end up working in Carnew like yeah, you know it's Ennis Waterville yeah, uh, everywhere yeah it's also yeah, bizarre it's like, look I've but I suppose it makes sense that the cost of living would be lower elsewhere so I wonder did they just go okay where's the furthest away from the expensive places yeah, yeah. if you it's... are in a remote part of Ireland let us know how you found out that is existing if you happen to be emigrating to Ireland just let us know how you ended up in Carlos <laughs> <recommend> <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> And we're sending you to daybreak in <laughs> Mooncoin. <laughs> but isn't it a great story? I, I I think it's brilliant that you know the local parish church there is um, facilitating the migrants, and hopefully the COVID passes there, and they're allowed to return to the church. I suppose they'd like to get somewhere else with the church. They're in the guest house at the moment. So anyway, I think they deserve parish of the week. What yeah. do you think? Yeah, fair play, Tom. I right. think if we if we can find get in touch with any of them, we'll ask them who their favourite priest is. And <laughs> Mark will have it he'll have to Father Romeo Sensini he'll have to answer to it all yeah um, sure Covid's over now do you think yeah that's so it, the, it Pfizer have the the, what the vaccine it? the vaccine they make Viagra as well so hopefully they don't mix up the, <laughs> yeah, <it'd be laughs> the ingredients strange Jeez, that would be right? some summer next year wouldn't it well, <laughs> you walk in thinking you're getting a a Covid vaccine you just walk out and <laughs> you're getting hard on yeah <laughs> You're walking around with Pinocchio downstairs. <laughs> okay, that's the newspapers. Uh, I think it's time for your horoscope, um, oh, James. God. A little earlier than usual, but here we go. Um, I just. Oh yeah. Uh, they were talking on the radio today that Mars is coming out of retrograde tonight on Friday the thirteenth. Oh. After two months of retrograde, and all I can say is thank God. Oh, oh. <laughs> I, will, um, I will live with myself all these new. These new opportunities that'll be open to me. <laughs> Giddy up, James. That collision between Venus and the fourth stable of victory has you in a spin. It's time to dust yourself down. You see, James, the beauty of the stars is that you will soon meet a Mercury retrograde, which will have you riding off the bridle as you round the far bend in anticipation of Thursday's new moon. Be mindful of the jumps that your employer will put in your way when Saturn leaves your charts in search of more inclement waters. Now is the time, James, to seize the reins of your own destiny. Pluto will collide with Mars and the bookies will lose bigly when your romance gets a booster vaccine jab of Jupiter before the next moon cycle. Cycle. Well, there was a lot going on there. What did you think, James? Instant reaction. So powerful, yeah. I'm going to get the ride, haven't I? <laughs> Seemed to be a lot of horse racing <laughs> topics there, but yeah. I just heard romance was coming, so. Yeah. Look. <laughs> My heart is open. Giddy up. No. Giddy up. <laughs> here, uh, letters to the editor, as, and we have so many letters. One second till I go through them here. Letters to the editor at papertuesdays.com. That's where the editor will find them. Uh, Mark? Um, <laughs> so, oh, excuse me. Sorry, here it is. We have one. Yeah, I have it here. Um, there was a fella here wrote in and he said that um, his wife is looking to spice things up and she has found a local dogging site oh, and she wants to know if she will go with him. She says she is going anyway. 
Ooh. He wants to know, should he go with her or should he just let her go? Did he leave much detail? Like, is he going to... Or is she going to watch her partake? Or... As far as I'm aware, no, I'm not going to admit to anything. No, <laughs> I've never been to a dogging session, but I do believe that they, they take turns. I think, don't they? All meet up in cars Boring. and they all switch over, and it's like a pick and mix. Oh, pick and mix. <laughs> but she, yeah, she says she's going anyway, and he can come if he wants. And um, but she's going anyway. Jeez. Does he go and try to, you know, salvage this, or is she just does she belong to the streets? See, it depends what his temperament is, really. <laughs> if he's if he's a very jealous person, I wouldn't advise him to go if she's going dogging. Yeah. Um, I've seen the, the Channel 4 documentary on dogging. I don't think it'd be something up my street, but... <laughs> I hope it's not. God, um, oh, I don't know. Should he go? Should he not? I listened to, just earlier this evening, Tommy and Hector talk about dogging, and apparently on that the podcast, they said that one of the women says she gets a great burst in confidence as a result of it. Mm. All right. Yeah. And men get a great burst of another sort. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is it now. Um. Yeah, but I think you put it rather well, James. I think any politician would be proud of you and what you mm. said there about it. You know, it depends on his temperament. Mm. Yeah. Um, what did he say the site was? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> if you want other dilemmas, you can send them to letters to the editor at papertuesdays.com. Now, what else have we got on our program of glorious adventures? Um. Uh, recommendation of the week. Um, uh, have you a recommendation, Mark? Um, do we have a recommendation? Well, I tell you what, Mark. You know the way you <laughs> surprised me last week, right? Oh, I oh, said oh. I'd surprise you this okay. week, but I'm not going to give you the gift. I'm just going to give you what something that I've been using this week. Okay. So, what? It's, it's a, a cup. What is this? <laughs> What's is this going this on here? Some sort of bra. Like, what is it? Am I supposed to be touching this? Is this the. Is this the posture corrector? Yes. Yeah, I need to correct you on this. Okay, oh. right. Put it on for me, please. Yeah, sure. Now, I'm going to give it's a. It's very difficult to put this on, I have to admit. Michael is currently throwing it over his right shoulder. It's like a school bag without the bag. There we go. And it's pulling his shoulders up and back. So. Do you, have you found this has helped you in your posture? I'm definitely sitting straighter and I need it because I sit at a desk all day. So, yeah. This is it. You need it. What this is doing is taking away the work from the muscles that should be holding you up. So oh. it is weakening those muscles. So your posture will be good while it's like that. When you take that off, those muscles are weaker than had you not been wearing it. So you're going to have to wear that constantly for the rest of your life in order to stand up straight. Or if you take it off, strengthen those muscles that should be holding you upright. Boom. I'd say he'll rock a pair of suspenders in a few years. <laughs> so <laughs> cannon and ball. Tommy Ball died recently, but yeah, the suspenders. <laughs> they go well with that. I think I'll throw it in the bin on the way out. Thank you, Mark. Yeah. No, because I, I looked into these because I was thinking about getting one before when I worked in office. All oh, right, yeah. Through research, I, I can't and get it. Makes off, Mark. Yeah. Oh, well, you're yeah. stuck. Why He's trashing this the place. Suddenly yeah. turned into some sort of an S and M place here. <laughs> like, yeah. I actually can't get it off. I can't get <laughs> Michael has somehow gagged himself uh, with it. Uh, stuck with his shoulders firmly back. Oh, thank now you, Mark. Oh, you have unraveled me. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So now, that's the recommendation not to do this week. No, and, we don't uh, recommend these. No, but uh, I suppose we recommend, you know, have a good night's sleep. 
Yeah, that's... definitely. Actually, that's one thing. I've been using the Whoop Strap for the past two weeks. Yeah. And they're deadly. Like, it tells me everything. It tells me about my sleep, my REM sleep, how when I fell asleep, how good my sleep quality was. It monitors how many calories I'm burning exactly so then I can eat in a correct deficit or surplus. Yeah. So, yeah, get yourself a Whoop Strap if you're actually and interested. are you in consistently that. hitting eight hours? Yeah, yeah. Uh, some days it's like 7.45. How, how it reads it as well, yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, I can, it actually shows me now here. I'll read it out. Uh, is this the ring, is it? it it's this thing on He's my wearing wrist. wearing it at the moment. It's just oh, a heart rate monitor. It's a colour, isn't it? So, my sleep performance last night was 100%. I wow. needed 8.8. 8 hours, 8 minutes. I got 8 hours, 5 minutes. So, that's okay. actually not 100%. It's <laughs> lying. But, uh... Fake news. Fake Letters news. to the editor of Whoop. Yeah, <laughs> it tells you when to go to bed and when, if you want to wake up then, and it's telling you how good your sleep is, your performance. It tells me how well I recovered overnight to train again, how much strain I can take on, so how, how hard I can train. So today I had 90% recovery, so I trained hard today. If it's not good tomorrow, I'll account for that in my own yeah. training. So yeah, look, that's what I'd recommend, getting a Whoop strap. I'm going to, um, what's the word? Copper fasten your recommendation with a recommendation from Amazon Music. It's Hypnosis for Sleep. It's an Indian sleep meditation. And the person there is T.S. Chopra. And I tell you, it's a great sleep hypnosis. I'd be gone now within four minutes of that. Is it a man with like a flute and you're like a snake? <laughs> <laughs> I play it only our paper Tuesdays and fall straight, fall straight away. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, no, it's, it's, good, it's very it? simple. Well, I, I'm gone without a... You know, and I've tried all those kind of YouTube videos that put you to sleep, but I, I found that one works really well. <laughs> the drugs, the YouTube videos. <laughs> the drugs. So there you are. Take what James, you will from that paper Tuesday's recommendation. James, do you have a recommendation for us? Oh, yeah. A recommendation. Ooh. Um, the 9 to 4 on... <laughs> yes, oh, God, yeah. Become a, a recommendation. I would recommend that everyone... Just gets out and drinks enough water and has enough fun because it's going to be dark, horrible times for a few weeks. Ooh. So I think everyone should just look after themselves a little bit more and Come try on, James. Definitely try keep the the spirits up because it's going to be it's going to be tough around Christmas time now with everything that's going on. So if everyone just was a bit nicer to everyone for for the next few weeks, we'd uh, we'd all be grand over Christmas and hopefully we'll we'll be out for the street fest next year by the time that comes around. Unbelievable. Lovely. That's a great message. Yeah. Everybody and love everybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah I don't know fun. why, but Lee Dunn just caught my eye as I turned back. And, uh, yeah, that man. Lee Dunn is probably not a fellow who was too nice to everyone else. No, though. That's terrifying. That yeah, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> yeah, I put the fear on into you. <laughs> yeah. I suppose now we've time for the best 30 seconds of your life. Right. 30 seconds, James, to name as many horses as you can. Three, two, one, and go. Duvan, Hurricane Fly, Fahim, Kato Star, Denman, Simple Verse, Quantitative Easing. Why did I make that one? <laughs> um, oh, fuck. Shattered Love, Album Photo, Latest Exhibition, Sizing Up the Amazon, Sizing John. Oh, I'm on a blank here. Five um, seconds. Fahim, did I say that? Uh, Annie Power. Done! That was a good rally at the start. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. Oh, James. I bet stamp on you. Solid out. That's brilliant, James. Um, Mark, any parting words? Um, 
just what James said be nice to other people drink enough water get enough sleep and share Paper Tuesdays on your Instagram story yeah and log on to papertuesdays.com and email us mark at papertuesdays.com michael at papertuesdays.com and you can find James on the old Instagram you can find me anywhere um, Jim or Morty is usually the go to on any of these social medias and Swipe right if you see me on Tinder, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> what a message to part on. James, you've been a gentleman. Thanks a million. Beautiful. Thanks, thanks, lads. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Absolutely. And thanks for the gifts. They will, they will be staples now. Yeah. <laughs>